Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, thank you for joining us today for this uh, podcast. Today, we're talking on creating a culture of diversity in the local church, and I am honored to have Pastor Cal Garcia of Auburn Hills Christian Center with us today. Pastor Cal, welcome. Well, thank you, Pastor Aaron. Again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your podcast. It's great. Well, we're excited to have you, and one of the things I, I love so much, and I I've said this before uh, in a pro- uh, previous podcast, but uh, you're my pastor, and uh, I get to go to Auburn Hills Christian Center as our home church. And one of the things we love about uh, that uh, being our home church, beyond just so many other things, is the diversity mm-hmm. that we experience when we are there. And uh, that is just dear to my wife and I's heart to be a part of the kingdom. I mean, that's what heaven's going to be yep. like, and yep. that's what earth should be like yes. in the kingdom of God as well. And so uh, you've been leading uh, a very diverse church for a long period of time, and we're so thankful for that. And and as we dive into it, you know, as a network superintendent, my goal, my hope is to see diversity continue to be celebrated and grow within our own uh, network in our credential holders and missionaries. And, and I'm seeing that and I'm seeing a lot of steps we're taking, uh, both seen and not yet seen, but we're moving towards a better celebration of that. But we got a long ways to go and we're working through that. But in the process of that, uh, I just really want to focus today on churches. You know, we have pastors across our network who live in communities that are diverse and uh, you know, some of our pastors live in communities. One pastor once said, hey, I'd love to be a diverse church. And when I looked at the demographics of the community surrounding him, I think it was 99.7% or 99.8% white. And and so his dream of a diverse thing is probably going to be a little different than sure. the dream of a, of a community that is very diverse. But my core conviction as a pastor was this, is that a church should look like its community. And whatever demographics the community has, it should look like that and include all different groups from within that community as part of their local congregation. Uh, and so I just want to start off and just ask you, why Why do you think diversity is so important to develop in a local church? Well, for one thing, because we live in a nation now that is so divided, Right. what better place to demonstrate the possibility and the potential for people from different people groups coming together and being able to be like-minded when it comes to the things of the kingdom, and yet approaching those things rather uniquely because of our different backgrounds. So I think it's imperative yeah. for the church to demonstrate that indeed that can happen because we're, we're a new people now, right? We're no longer, right. well, you know, we've got this dual citizenship. We're here, right. citizens of the USA, but we're also citizens of the kingdom. So what right. does the kingdom look like? And we know that the kingdom represents every tribe, yep. every tongue. Yep every nation. And then Pastor Aaron, when you mention the importance of diversity, and then you have a pastor out there that looks at his community and wonders, well, how diverse can we be? But let me say a couple of things. First of all, I agree totally that our churches should reflect our community. If indeed we're having an impact, our churches should reflect our community. And when it comes to diversity, I don't think that it's solely ethnic diversity. Correct. You can also have diversity by having people from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Absolutely. Every community has a mix of that. Yep. In fact, I think at times to see a coming together of people from different socioeconomic backgrounds 
can be more miracle than even yeah, having absolutely. people of different ethnic backgrounds Correct. come together in yeah. their congregations. Yeah, and I found that to be true. I, I remember one time uh, we had, um, you know, we had we had at, when I pastored a church, I pastored in Sterling Heights uh, in Washington Township. We had uh, people who were financially very well off, and we had we had a, a family that was very very uh, very uh, low on the poverty scale. And uh, we helped them with $300 one time for uh, school clothes for their kids. And they brought me back $71.42, mm. put it in my hands in an envelope and said, this is for people in the church who, who need help. And I thought, you need help. And mm. it's just been beautiful to watch um, that socioeconomic uh, diversity as well. And, and then, of course, uh, racial diversity and, and all these things. I think they all come into a concept of how do we create space for that yep. in a local church? And I think you're right. It should be a mix of everything in our society, in our culture, um, as important that is, and in, in gathering that because the church should be the example to the community. Do churches, do you think, naturally uh, become diverse, or do you think it has to be an intentional process? No, I believe that there has to be intentionality. Okay. And there are certain things that have to be done deliberately. Right. So first of all, it's got to be the vision of the pastor. It's not going to happen unless the pastor has that vision and is casting that vision. And then Pastor Aaron, he has to be fleshing out that vision. Mm. So if he is going to expect that church to be welcoming of people that are different yeah. than the present makeup, then the pastor is going to have to demonstrate by putting himself into situations where he feels uncomfortable right. and then being able to share some of those stories yeah. with his congregation. So I think that there has to be intentionality. And this might seem like I'm stating the obvious, right. but if we're going to be a church that is welcoming of people that are different than us, well, we better start from scratch and make sure that we are a welcoming church. That's good. Yeah. And I know that we at Auburn Hills Christian Center and I'm grateful for the diversity that we've enjoyed and continue to enjoy. But we had to take a hard look at ourselves mm. years ago because everybody kept saying, even those of us on staff, we are a friendly church. And then all of a sudden we started to take a look at some of our guests who were neglected yeah. by our regulars. And then we came to the conclusion, oh, yeah, we're friendly. We're friendly with ourselves. Right. So then I had to truly address that yeah. and had to put bef that before the people that we had to be embracing of those that the Lord was sending to us. So it has to begin with that welcoming side. Right. And then, if I can say this quickly, yeah. then we also have to put in check our assumptions there you go. of people. Right. Absolutely. Because some of us have a great way of jumping to certain conclusions. If I can tell you a quick little story. Absolutely. I was at my first general counsel, my very first general counsel. I was a youth pastor. It was somewhere in Texas. And there was a shuttle bus that we had to take from the hotel. I didn't have a rental from the hotel to the center, to wherever we were having the council. On the way there, I sat next to a gentleman. We're doing the chit-chat thing. He asked me a few questions. What's your name? Cal Garcia. Where are you from? Well, I'm pastoring in Brooklyn. I'm sorry, in um, Florida. He said, no, no, but where are you from originally? Well, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, but the name Garcia. What is your background? Oh, okay, I'm Puerto Rican. Right. So then the next question that man asked was, when did you graduate from Teen Challenge? Oh, my word. So I said to him, I've never, ta I've never <laughs> taken any drugs. I mean, maybe Tylenol. I graduated from Oral Roberts University. Right. Okay, so I was bad enough. Right. Then when I stood up, because some lady came in, so I was going to give her my seat. Then his next response was, 
Wow, you're a tall one. Oh, my goodness. So here's a conclusion, Pastor yeah. Aaron. If you are Puerto Rican, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and let me see, what's the last thing? Oh, okay. If Yeah, that's all. If you're Puerto Rican, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. And then, tall. And tall. <laughs> okay, but the assumption is then that, that if, you're, if you're all of those things, that then you are a short drug addict. Okay, right. so, so that right. was the conclusion this man jumped to. I yeah. had to be short. And I had to be a drug addict. So we have to watch those assumptions. Absolutely. So if we intend to be a church that's growing in ethnic diversity. Well, I think, I think two things you said are really key. First is um, those assumptions that we have are, are realized quickly on the outside of you more than people realize. And uh, number two, I think the whole friendship concept, you know, a diverse church or any church will not grow in relationship with anybody if we don't get that first part right. And I think we forget what it's like to be a, a person who doesn't have people in a room. Mm-hmm. You know, us transitioning to a new church. Uh, you know, when we walked in the room, I remember walking up the first Sunday and thinking when we were outside, we hadn't even encountered anybody. I don't know if I know anybody mm-hmm. in here other than a select few people I knew. I knew the pastoral staff, but I didn't know a lot of the people. We were overwhelmed. Uh, I can assure you, your church is, our church is a friendly place. But but I can remember that for the first time in my life, walking up and feeling that feeling of, oh man, I don't have people yet. And now we have people. And I think that is really key. And then those assumptions that we have, um, we did an outreach at our church one time, um, a fall festival, and we had printed because our community around Sterling Heights was heavily a Middle Eastern descent. And so we... Uh, uh, wanted to make sure that we had in uh, different li- dialects of language on our flyers. And so we created these cards and the people at the front door, I said, you know, here, make sure you hand these out. And at the end of the night, when we got the cards back, all the English cards were gone, but none of the other dialect cards were gone. And I said, what, what did you do? And they said, we, we, as we, and these were, we, we had typical long-term church, white family members, great people at the door. And their statement to me was, well, we didn't know who to hand what to because we didn't know what language. So we just assumed they spoke English. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just a miss. It was good people with great intentions, but they hadn't been trained. They hadn't thought through. And those assumptions, mm-hmm. quite honestly, embarrassed me to our community. Thank God our community was gracious and kind. So I think those are really uh, important. As a pastor, as, as a pastor leads a church to look like their community in diversity, um, what internal decisions do pastors have to make? Uh, what internal uh, choices do they have to resolve within their spirit? We talked about it briefly, but maybe even expound on that to be able to be effective in that. We talked about assumptions, but what, okay. what cost can there be to a pastor if they're walking their church through this? So, so I think something that helped me tremendously, and if pastors can grab a hold of this, but if we can continually take the position of the learner, yeah, that, that indeed we don't have all the answers to this thing that the Lord wants to create with us. Right. Um, you know, when it comes to these matters of diversity, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord has allowed us to pastor, to be lead pastors in two churches, Holland First Assembly and now Auburn Hills Christian Center. Right. And both those churches are diverse, right. both ethnically and when it comes to representation from different socioeconomic backgrounds. But in both congregations, I really did take on the position of the learner. There were things that I did not know how to do. Um, going back to Holland, there were times that then, because Holland back then was, 
as a city was wrestling with this ethnic diversity. It was no longer Dutch only. There was this large growing number of Mexicans that had come into the city. And then there was also a growing population of Laotians. Mm -hmm. And after a while, Pastor Aaron, there were government agencies that would contact us at Holland First and ask us, what are you doing to be able to have that kind of mix of people moving in the same direction? And, and they'd want to invite me to their staff meetings mm. and to different uh, decision-making groups that they had. And to be quite frank with you, I'd get off the phone, I'd say yes, but then I would sit there and think, Lord, I'm not quite sure how all this has happened. Right. And um, so even then going into those contexts, I would make it clear that I would take the position of the learner and then learn from the people that the Lord was sending right. to me That's huge. to help us to be able to see this vision uh, grow and develop and be realized. And it really had God's fingerprints mm -hmm. all over. So there is that part of just, just God's grace. But as far as me personally, I had to take on that position. And then it began to impact even the decisions that I would make in life. You know, when it came to to the, the home that we purchased in Holland and even the home that we purchased now that we're living in the on the east side, you know, a criteria for us was this. We want to be able to have a home that the person in our church that has the least could come in and not feel uncomfortable mm, being there. That's good. And at the same time, have the kind of house that the person at our church who had the most could come in and I not feel uncomfortable or oh, embarrassed. So then we carried that over in Holland, even into the building that we built. Right. What do we need to build that the person in our community who has the most won't be embarrassed to invite right. their friends, but at the same time, the person who has the least won't feel uncomfortable by coming into some kind of cathedral. I love and, it. and that just began to manifest itself. So we began to try to work those things out in our lives personally mm. and then give expression to it with the body corporately, and it just made sense yeah. to the people. It yeah. just made sense to them, and they were able to, and to follow suit. I love that. And that, you know, that's key. <clears throat> it's down to everything we do needs to be available to every person. You know, yes. Jesus didn't cast the children away, and Jesus mm. made, in fact, part of him flipping the tables, mm. part of the anger was that people were keeping people right. away from, right. from entering. And so I, I think Jesus models for us, let's flip those tables, in our churches and our ministries that hold people back mm -hmm. from feeling included, rather it's socioeconomic or it's um, a diversity when it comes to uh, ethnic ethnic uh, ethnic group in a community, uh, or or it's even generational, young and old, um, style of worship versus you know whatever. There's so many things in our in our churches, which really makes the church the most beautiful place on earth. Yes, the people in the church that I go to church with, I may have never known. May have mm -hmm. never gotten to know our past, just may never have crossed through business or, uh, you know, sporting events, whatever. But because God put the church together and created us with his uniqueness, all created in the image of God, I think it's celebrating yes. that uniqueness created yes. in the image of, of, of God. And so, you know, pastors make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You know, one of the biggest learning lessons for me as our church grew in diversity when I was pastoring was I would just sit and say, help me. And mm -hmm. I would constantly be asking, help me, help me, help mm -hmm. me know, help me know that learning side. Uh, and sometimes we just don't get things right. And that's true in any part of ministry. You know, mm -hmm. we buy the wrong van, it breaks down too much. We <laughs> paint the wrong paint color. We think it's right. We look at it and go, that's terrible. We, we do small things. But then in these bigger issues that mm -hmm. are not just task or building related, um, what are some common mistakes you think pastors make um, mm -hmm. in attempting to help their church yeah. be inclusive of all people? Yeah. 
you know, for one thing, the pastor just needs to be himself. Right. You know, I, I've learned that much. Yeah. I, I just need to be me. Good. So, so if I can be a better me, I'll be a better me. Good. And, and the Lord is always doing that. He's always making me a better cow. Right. Okay. That's, that's just part of the game. Right. But I am not, I am not going to get behind the pulpit and start talking any bonics. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get behind the pulpit and start shouting and spitting. I don't right. shout and spit. That's just not who I am. Right. Um, I'm not going to get behind the pulpit and say little catchphrases in Spanish. I, right. I, I'm just not going to do that. Right. I'm just going to be myself. Right. Nor, and again, please, this is no, not a negative statement toward anybody, right. but I am, I am 68 years, 68 years old. Yeah. I am not going to get up and preach in skinny jeans with holes in them. That just would not work for me. I'm just going to be myself. Right. And let the Lord use me. And what I have found, Pastor Aaron, yeah. is that the blacks in our church yeah. are happy. Yeah. The Latinos in our church are happy. Absolutely. The young people in our church, yeah. they'll stop me. Pastor Cal, great word. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care that I was wearing a blazer that day. Right. They, they, don't, they, don't, they could care less. Right. Pastor Cal, great word. Yeah. So, First of all, we've got to be ourselves. Right. We have to be comfortable with ourselves. Right. And then we need to make sure that our primary identity marker is Jesus. Good. So I am not a Latino who loves Jesus. Right. I am a disciple of Christ who happens to be Latino. That's awesome. And, and if I can come across that I am comfortable in that, yeah. then what happens, Pastor Aaron, is that we actually draw people. Right. Who begin to understand my identity marker, my mm. primary identity marker as a child of God is not being black right. or Latino or Asian. My primary um, identity marker right. is I am a child of Jesus Christ who happens to be. Right. Because yep. I'm with Jim Cimbala on this, who right. has an incredibly diverse congregation yep. for us to say things like i'm proud to be a puerto rican that is so dumb i did not do <laughs> anything to become a puerto rican i was born right. into a puerto rican home right that is not an achievement right so we we as pastors have to understand what our primary identity marker is and good. then convey that Ooh, that's good. to our people and then then we have to create a safe place good if indeed we are going to, we want a mix of people in our church, then right. we are going to have to create a safe place. People need to feel safe. So what's happened at Auburn Hills Christian Center, and they, I know it because they tell me, right. interracial couples, we have a lot of interracial couples yeah. at AECC, and they tell me, Pastor, we're here yeah. because we feel safe here. That's good. We feel safe here. We don't feel like we have to explain anything. Good. We don't feel like our children have to explain anything. Sure. And so... We have to create a safe environment. But Pastor Aaron, that's true. Whether we have an all-white church, right. all-Latino church, shouldn't that be the safest place? Yes, if Disney absolutely. is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, <laughs> our churches should really be the safest places absolutely. on earth. So, Yeah, I love that. And and I think, <clears throat> I think what you're saying is it's a total approach that people are created in the image of God and Jesus is the marker of their life. Right. Therefore, creating a safe space, being authentically who you are, being someone open to learning, and welcoming yep. truly creates an environment for diversity. And a lot of that has to do with stuff that should be in any church, no matter That's what. Right. And, and it doesn't, it, it's, it's related across every difference that exists. I, I remember an elderly lady in our church, uh, she came to me and she said to me, uh, you build the, ch I don't, I don't like cafes. I don't like jeans. I, I would prefer you to preach in a suit. I prefer the old hymns, but if you build a church that my grandkids will come to, mm. I'll be forever grateful. Mm. 
And I think it's that mentality where we say my preference of whatever it is in life is not as important as seeing people's lives changed by Jesus. And I think that then that comes with the blessing of God that comes with diversity from our communities. And I think, uh, we have a better representation of what heaven's going to be like. So pastor Cal, thank you so much. And thanks for leading a church that is welcoming, welcoming and safe. Thank you for being a a great friend. And thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts with us today. Very awesome, very insightful Mm -hmm. and very helpful. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me, Pastor Aaron. And I'm so glad you're at HCC. Yes, I am too. We love having you. It's it's so much fun. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.